Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing Word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Hebrews 11.3, and I'm going to teach you something today about how to make your words effective. Not just saying something, because I think so many times when people hear something about, uh, when we hear a phrase, you can have what you say, many people just let that go in one ear and out the other. Why? Because they don't believe that. They don't believe that you can take words and create something in your life. But today, I'm not just going to tell you that you can have what you say. No, I'm going to break this down and I'm going to show you how. What is the power behind you speaking something and how you can make your words effective? How many in here by a show of hands would like to know how to make your words effective? Yes. You want a good example? All you got to do is look at Jesus in the Bible. The man spoke many things and watched them come to pass. Other people standing around him would watch what he spoke come to pass. We want to learn how to do that. And before you say that was Jesus, you need to know one more time that while Jesus was here on this earth, He operated totally as a man. As a man. That's why He would often say, I am the Son of Man. Why? Because He had to defeat the devil. How? Not as God, but how? As a man. So next time the enemy comes and he's poking at you and aggravating you, you just remind him that a man beat him. Come on. And I guarantee you he won't hang around very, very long because he can't stand that fact. But it is the truth. Somebody say amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for teaching us. Your spirit is here today and it's teaching us and leading us and guiding us. He's leading us into all truth. And I thank you today, Father, for every person that's here that says, I want to learn, I want to grow, I want to go deeper in the Word of God. And I thank you that you have exactly what we need to get that done. We give you all the praise and all the signs and wonders that are going to follow this Word. Your Word does not come without results. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now turn to your neighbor real quick and say, this is going to be good. Alright, Hebrews eleven three. let's read that. It says, through what? Through faith we understand. Okay, so first and foremost, you will not understand one bit of this message if you're not receiving it by faith. Right? Because to the carnal, natural man, let's just face it, it's absolute stupidity to think that I could just say some things And it creates something. But you have to understand this by how? Faith. So by faith we understand what? That the worlds were framed or created, brought forth. How? By the words of God. By the word of God. So that things which are seen, which is chairs, the carpet, everything you see around you, those are things that are seen, what? Were made of things which what? So the things which are not or which are seen were created by things which are what? 
not seen. Now, can you see a word? When I, when I say hello, did you see something flow out of my mouth? No, you didn't see anything, did you? But that doesn't matter. Why? Because the Bible just made clear by an understanding of faith that God used words to create everything we know about and even the things that we don't know about. We know by faith that we can take faith, which is what? Unseen. If you go back up to Hebrews 11.1, 1, it's the evidence of things what? Not seen. So we can take something that's not seen and bring it into a place where it is what? Seen. That's what he's saying. Okay, so it's been made clear, right? That the Word of God tells us over and over the importance of words. Now, we got to stress this this morning. Words are important. Amen? They are important. They're, they have power and they have impact. Uh, if, I, if, I have any, uh, if I have anything in me that's doubting whether they're effective or whether they are powerful, all I've got to do is go back to the Word and see where God created everything just by words. Right? Faith-filled words created everything I know about. Okay, but watch this. But the question is, is how do we make our words effective? Because people have heard messages after messages about speak the word and, and speak this and decree this and declare that. And many people think, well, you know, I just don't see anything happening. I don't see any results. How do I make my words <clears throat> really effective? So we're going we're gonna to learn this today, okay? Because you've got to understand something. And you better believe this today. That God has given you power. Power to do what? To create your world and walk in it. I'm going to say that one more time. God has given you power to create your world and walk in it. So the question you've got to ask yourself is, what kind of world do I want to live in? Now right away, you're going to look around and say, well, this world's terrible. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your life. See, I'm going to liberate some of you. You cannot fix stupidity that's going around in the world. Somebody say amen. You can't fix it. You can talk about it. You can complain about it. You can do all kinds of things about it, but you can't, you can't fix it. You are only responsible for your conduct. Come on. Your kids, of course, but your life. You cannot, watch this, you cannot stop other people from doing other actions that they want to do. And that's one thing we've got to learn today, and that's going to liberate us. Because how many people worry and, and have so much weight and burden on them for things that other people are doing? You might as well raise your hand. But you've got to understand something is that you cannot change people unless they want to be changed. Amen? But here's what you can do. You can determine what kind of life you want to live. You want to live a life of peace and joy. You want to live a life of health. You want to live a life where you're able to be a blessing to people. You want to live a life that is victorious, that, is, that you're more than a conqueror in Christ. Well, here's the way to do it. You've got to learn how to create it. Now, how did God create a world? 
So if God created a world by speaking it, why do we think that it's any different for us? It's not. God told me one time, he said, I've given you the power to create your own world, your reality. And he said, I've also given you the power to have what you say. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have the power to have what you say. I want to stretch your faith this morning before I get into this. You have the power to have what you say. If you don't, then everything that Jesus said, he was lying about it. Because he's the one that says, Believe that what you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you what? Say. That's in your Bible. So I'm telling you once more, that you need to realize what kind of power that God has given you. God has given you power to speak over your life. Now, let's get on into this message since we now realize that we have the power to create our own life. The life that, what kind of life do we want to have? We want a life that is in the perfect will of God for us. Let me say that one more time. We want a life that is in the perfect will of God for us. And what is that? Somebody say, it's perfect. It's everything you could ever dream of and more. Right? What The plan that God has for you far outweighs and exceeds anything that you could ever think of as a perfect life. That's what you got to understand today. So when you start lining your mouth up with what God said, you start creating your perfect life. Now, I realize I'm, I'm well aware what the religious world says. The religious world says that you just got to take whatever life throws at you. It's a roll of the dice. You just never know what's going to happen. Is that right? Health may come, but disease may come, right? Prosperity may come, but you may be broke. You just never know. Is that the kind of way that God has teached us how to live? No. That is not. What God has taught us is how to take authority in our life. Amen? And how to shape our future. And the best way that we shape our future is how? By the words that we speak. All right, now, so let's get into this. There are three secrets that I'm going to teach on in this series. There are three secrets that I'm going to show you to how to make your words powerful and not just utterances of sound I'm going to teach you how to make your words powerful and here's three steps they're secrets now but once we get into them you're going to realize that they're not really deep secrets at all in other words God wants you to know this it's not some deep mystery that God's trying to keep hidden how many believes today that God wants us to know his secrets matter of fact the word says he said call on me and I'll show you things that you don't know Amen? So number one, what's the first secret? Somebody say, what is in abundance? Say it one more time. What is in abundance? That's secret number one. Secret number two is saying what you believe. Say that with me. Saying what you believe. Number three, the last one, calling things that be not as though they are. Say that with me. Calling things that be not as though they what? Already are. Now, I could have bunched all this up into one message. I could have done that. But God impressed on me 
to break this down into three parts. Each one of these secrets I'm going to explain for three weeks. So I want you to be here. Don't miss this because I'm going to teach you things on how to make your words effective and powerful. You know, I, you know it's a strange thing. Before I get into this, I want you to listen to this. It is a strange thing that most people in the body of Christ think that their words mean nothing when you go over to the satanic world and there are witches and warlocks, come on, and, and sorcerers and all these things that will pronounce curses over people, pronounce curses over cities, and they truly believe that their curses will hold up. But yet you've got the body of Christ who has God Almighty living on the inside of them. And they'll hear messages about you can have what you say and all this other stuff. And they'll shrug it off and rebuke it and all this other stuff. When the devil's using that. So y'all better listen up in here today because I'm telling you that it works. Amen? Alright, so let's, let's break down number one. What is in abundance? Say that with me one more time. What is in abundance? Okay, now Isaiah 57, 19. Read this right here. This is God speaking. What's God say? He said, I create the fruit of what? Woo, that's good. Peace, peace to him that is afar off. And to him that is near, saith the Lord. And I will heal them. When I read this scripture right here, it was a rhema word. That meant it was a quickened word unto me. And it slapped me in the face. I said, glory to God. You ever read those scriptures that just jump out at you? Well, this one right here jumped out at me. He creates the fruit of my lips. Isn't that everybody's first response when you talk about speaking things into existence and having what you say? What's the first thing they say? Well, what makes you think that you can just speak something? I'll tell you what I think. This is why I know that. Let me tell you why. Because the Bible says, who's creating the fruit? God's creating it. Somebody say, God's creating it. So God has made a declaration in Isaiah. He says, I am waiting on you to speak some words so that I can create some fruit in your life. And in case you're wondering what fruit is, that is the tangible manifestation of what you've been believing God for. That's what we all want. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want the fruit. I want the fruit. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. I want the fruit. Amen. The fruit is whatever you, if you believe in God for a house, the fruit is the house. If you believe in God for a business, the fruit is the business. So God says, I create the fruit of what, by what you are what? Saying. Now see, when I read that, the reason why that was a rhema word to me is because that enlightened me. Let me tell you why it enlightened me. Because it made me realize that it's not me trying to create something. Lord have mercy. Somebody with me? How many, how many knows that pressure trying to make something happen? Come on, let's get it. Let's get, I mean, trying to make something happen. And you have that frustration. But you see, this scripture right here takes all that frustration away. All I have to do is what? That's all he asked me to do, isn't it? And who creates it? God. Now, the last time I checked, God is very good at creating stuff. Is that right? He, he's good at it. I mean, he, he's perfected it. He is good. He, anything he speaks, it happens. It is the moment that he speaks it, right? 
So when I read that God is creating my fruit, that took all the pressure off of me. Because I thought and I had in my head that, yeah, I have to speak these words, but I have to create these things. I have to make these things happen. But I've been sent here by the Lord to tell you today that you don't have to make anything happen. What we learned last week, all God is asking you to do is what? Believe. Believe. Just believe what he said. Just believe what he said he's going to do in your life. That's all you have to do. Now, when, with believing, what does that come? Action, right? If I truly believe something, I'm going to act upon it. What's one of the actions to start with? Speaking about it. So let me make this clear one more time. God creates the fruit of my words. So guess what? And this is whether good or bad. I need y'all to get that. Because the Bible says, I can show you in Numbers, when the Israelites came back from exploring the land, they came back and spread around the tribes a bad report. Do you remember that? And you know what God said? He said, I'm going to do unto you as you have spoken. And he wasn't talking about blessing. See, so what I'm trying to tell you is, is God is waiting on you to say something. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's waiting on you to say something. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. to Why? So that he can create that fruit. Amen? So the pressure is off you. What is your responsibility? Your responsibility is to speak it. Not to create it. Not to bring it forth. That's God's job. Somebody say hallelujah on that one. Proverbs 18, 21. Look at this right here. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, but they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now watch this. In the Hebrew text, it does not say death and life. It says life and death. You want to know why? Life comes first. You want to know why? Because God is trying to tell you something. He says, you ought to be speaking life. Life. He, the same thing happened when he said, I set before you today blessing and cursing. He said, but choose blessing. Right? Choose life. I set before you death and life, but choose life. I'm giving you the answer. So God is saying right here, he says, life is in the power of what? How many wants a good life? How many wants a life that Jesus said, I've come to give you life more abundantly? Well, guess where it starts at? Now, when you see that word tongue, you think of just words. But I'm going to show you something today. That's not what I'm talking about. That word in the Hebrew is lashan, which means your speech, your language. Somebody say language. How many knows I could say a word here and there, but that doesn't mean that that's my language. Somebody talk to me. See, that's what we're dealing with today is to make your words effective, you've got to learn a language. And see, the problem is, is that many people are fluent in language of doubt and unbelief. I'm not talking about uh, you get frustrated here or there, you say something. No, I'm talking about your overall language. What do you sound like? In other words, if I, watch this, if I was to hide a a tape recorder in your house for a week and you didn't know about it 
and I come next Sunday and I play it, what am I going to hear? Think about it. What am I going to hear? Am I going to hear a language of the Word of God? You're speaking faith-filled words. You're speaking life over your kids or over your family or whatever you're speaking about. Or am I going to hear a language? I didn't. T- now again, I'm not talking about a word here or there. I'm talking about a language. Or am I going to hear that you're fluent in doubt and unbelief? See, see, this is opening our eyes, isn't it? See, the power of life is in what? Our language. Not just in a word. See, that's, the, that's one of the first things that people say. I tried speaking that. Is that not what they say? I tried that speaking stuff. I tried quoting a scripture. It didn't work. That's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about a word here or there. It's talking about a what? Language. The word tongue in Hebrew means language. It's not just a word. So you've got to understand. You've got to, I want you to think today, what am I fluent in? Am I fluent in a language of doubt and unbelief and death? I'm speaking death all the time. Or am I fluent in the language of heaven? where I'm speaking about the things of God, I'm calling those things that be not as though they are, I'm speaking what the Word of God says, I'm speaking what God has prophesied over me or over my situation, I'm speaking that. See, that makes the difference between what? Life and what? Death. So again, life and death are in the speech, and they that love it, what? Will eat the fruit of it. What does that mean? If you love life, you're going to eat the fruit of it. <clears throat> Amen? If you speak life, you're going to eat the fruit of life. Why? Because let's go back to Isaiah. He creates the fruit of my lips. He creates it. Not me. He does it. Now, but if I'm speaking death all the time, if I'm fluent in death language, then guess what? I'm going to eat the fruit of Think about what I'm saying this morning. Now, Luke 6, 45. Luke 6, 45. It says, now Jesus is speaking here. He says, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is what? Good. And an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth that which is what? Pretty simple, isn't it? For out of the what? Say it again, out of the what? Say it one more again, out of the what? Didn't say out of the word. It didn't say out of a phrase here or there, did it? What did he say? He said out of the what? Abundance. Of the heart, your mouth will speak it. Now, is that, is that a chance or is that a formula? How many knows what a formula is? When you mix the right formula, you're going to get the same thing every time. So Jesus is saying there's a formula right here. Whatever is in abundance in my heart, I am going to produce words that are going to match what is in abundance. Is that true? Okay. 
So now we're learning something here. What's the first secret I told you about? What is in abundance? So there are many of you probably in here today that's saying, I don't think that my words are working. I don't think they're effective. I don't think they're powerful. Well, listen up. Here's the question I'm going to ask you. What is in abundance? Because watch this. Watch, watch, watch. Jesus said the only faith-filled words that come out of a person's mouth is what he believes in his heart, what? In abundance. Is that true? So watch this. That means, watch this, that means that I can grab this word right here. I should have grabbed your Bible. It's open. I could grab this word right here, look in here and grab one scripture and read it out. Is it going to come to pass for me? No. Even though I spoke the word of God, now I want you to listen to me because I'm teaching you something that's a secret now. Even though I spoke this word, it's not coming to pass for me. Why? Because it's not in abundance. I may have spoke it, but there has to be faith behind the words that I'm speaking. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? So I'm going to tell you in here today, can you have what you say? Well, well, hold on. let me be clear. Oh, you can't have what you say unless you believe it. Amen? Now, I want to I take my time right here because I want you to get this. You can't have what you say. See, many people take that. They, they hear these messages. I'm just going to start speaking something. Well, you've got to put something in there for your faith to come out with that. You see what I'm saying? So watch this right here. So I'm going to tell you that you can have what you say if you believe what you say will do what? Come to pass. That's what Jesus said. So when people say, you want those, name it, claim it. You want those, you think you can speak whatever you have and you have. No. I'm telling you that if I believe that I can have it, then whatever I'm saying will come to pass. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Why? Because Jesus said, whatsoever, come on, whatso he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, you say, well, does that mean that I can speak anything in the world and, and God's going to give it to me? No, why? It's got to have faith on it, right? And God doesn't give you faith for anything that's not of him. Are y'all listening to me? Okay, so now we're getting somewhere. So Jesus made a statement here. He said, if you want your words to be powerful, if you want them to be effective, it's all about what is in abundance. Turn to your neighbor again and say, what's in abundance? So let's look at that word right there. What does that word mean in the Greek? What's in abundance? Now before I show you that, 2 Corinthians 4.13, look at this right here. It says, Paul saying, we have the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believed and therefore I did what? I spoke. I said something. I believed this to such a degree that it caused me to have to say something. So watch this. Can I have locked in my heart that I believe that God has healed me and not say anything about how healed I am? I can't do that, can I? 
Why? Because that's against the spiritual law, isn't it? It can't work. Paul said, if you truly believe something, you're going to talk about it. Amen? If you truly believe that God has given you what you've been praying for, you're going to talk about it. And this whole notion, well, I'm going to praise God once I see it manifested. That is complete carnality. And that's of the devil right there. Because the Bible teaches us that the moment that we pray, what did it say? It said, believe that you have received it. Amen? So if I believe that I've received it, what am I going to do? I'm going to talk about it. I have this. I have that. God, I have received this. I am healed. I am blessed. I'm going to talk about it, right? So the same spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith that was in whom? Abraham, Jesus, come on, Moses. We can go all down the line. Paul, it's the same spirit of faith. And if I was to ask you in here this morning, if I was to ask you, uh, do you have the same faith as Jesus or Peter or Paul, I guarantee you most of you would say, no, I don't have that kind of faith. But that's wrong. You have the same faith that they do. He's given to every man what? A measure of faith. Now, what do you got to do with that faith? You got to build it, right? You've heard me use this expression before, and I'll move on. Arnold Schwarzenegger, do you realize you got the same amount of muscles that he has? How many believe that? Some of you are like, I don't know about that. I'm, I promise you, you got the same amount of muscles. The only difference is, is he has built his. Come on. It's the same thing with faith. You take the faith that's given you, and you do what? You build it. You exercise it. Okay, so now we have the same spirit of faith, and that spirit of faith causes us to do what? Speak. Why does it cause us to speak? Because God has to have us to speak so that he can create what? The fruits of it. How many knows that God has established orders and laws in this realm that even he follows? And that is, is that he will do things through mankind. What did he say? He said, how can I destroy Sodom and Gomorrah without talking first with my friend Abraham? Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? Now, why would he make that kind of statement? Because he was in covenant with Abraham. So watch this. What does the word abundance mean? Now go back to that Luke 6.45 for me, Dave. That word abundance, what does that mean? That word in the Greek is prosuma, which means superfluity, something in excess, too much. Somebody say too much. All around excess. That means everywhere you can turn, it's just excess. It's just overflowing. What is greater than expected, which was thought to be the limit. How many knows what you thought God was going to do, he always ups it. Come on, somebody, talk to me. He always goes above what you think he's going to do. All right, it also means what exceeds what was measured 
and more than anticipated. Now, does everybody fully understand what abundance means? It means too much. Turn to your neighbor and say, too much. It's just too much. Can I shock you this morning and tell you that God wants to bring you to a place where you just got too much? That it's just running over on other people? Oh, come on, somebody. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about every area of your life. Your joy, your peace, it's just overflowing. It's, it's contagious. It's coming on other people. Other people's going to have to watch coming around you because they're going to be infected. Amen? I'm talking about abundance. So that word right there, you can say overflow. Say it one more time. Overflow. I got the right one. All right, now I want to show you a demonstration. I want everybody to look up here. Because we're going to realize and we're going to see why your words are not being effective in the way you want them to be. See, I guarantee you some of you are speaking the things of, that God has said here or there, aren't you? Some of you may be speaking a verse here or there. Or you may even, watch this, throughout the week, every little bit, you may even praise God. Lord, thank you for doing this, or I thank you that you're going to do this. All right, but watch this. Jesus did not say that those words would have faith on them, did he? What, what's going to have faith? What kind of words that come out of my mouth is going to have faith on them? How many has been paying attention? What? Your language and what else? That is in what? Say it aloud. Abundance. Somebody say, I will speak faith words with what's in abundance in my heart. Here's, the, here's your demonstration. Now watch this. It's real easy. It's real simple. <clears throat> All right. Let's pretend that this is the words of God, whether written on this paper, on this, on, in this Bible, whether prophesied to me, right, or God speak to me personally in my prayer time, these are these words. Now watch this. Now, if I keep putting them, and this cup here represents what? The heart. Where does faith come from? Does it come from your mind? No. It does not come from your mind, does it? It comes from your heart. The Bible says, with the heart man believeth. That's in Romans. With the heart, man, believe it. Okay, so where do we need to put these things? Okay, so here we go. We keep putting these words that God spoke. I hope everybody's paying attention now. We keep putting these words that God spoke in our heart. We keep talking about them. We keep talking about them. We keep speaking. We keep reading them over and over and over. We're letting our eyes see them. We're letting our ears hear them. We keep doing it. We keep doing it. We keep doing it. But something's getting ready to happen. Uh-oh. Something's getting ready to happen. I got some extra water. Don't worry. So we keep speaking about it. And what happens? Did you see that? Now, it's real simple. Overflow simply means that it's what? Too much for that cup. Now, why was that water overflowing to the top and going down into the bowl? 
Because it was too much, wasn't it? Because the water I was pouring in was in what? Abundance. So guess what? Could it stay within the cup? It was impossible, wasn't it? It had to come up over the top, and it had to go somewhere, right? So watch this. It's real simple. The, if you keep putting in what God said in your heart, if you keep meditating on these things, if you keep building up in this, and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it, guess what? There has to come a time where what you've been putting on the inside has to overflow, right? So Jesus said, let me say it again like Jesus said. He said, out of the what? Overflow of the heart, the mouth is going to do what? Out of the overflow of the cup, the water's going to come out into the bowl. Are y'all seeing that now? So again, how do I have faith-filled words? I make sure that I'm putting faith in my heart. I keep putting faith in my heart. I keep putting faith. I keep putting the things of God. So now, watch this. Now that I understand that, it's no wonder why the Bible has written about itself. What has God declared about the Word of God? When you read in the Word of God, He says over and over, He says, meditate on my Word night and day. Get it in your eyes. Get it in your ears. Put it in your heart. He said, don't let it depart from your mouth. Right? He said, crave my words like honey. Now, when we read those scriptures, we think, that's what? Too much. Say it with me. Go ahead. It's too much. But that's exactly what you need. You need too much of this. You need too much of the things of God. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. Anything that's too much has to run over. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? Anything that is too much for what is trying to contain it has to spew over into something else. Let me tell you what's going to happen. When you start putting what God said in abundance on the inside of you, it's going to come out of your mouth. But it's not just going to come out as words. It's going to come out as faith-filled words. What does that mean? You're going to speak to the fig tree like Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Come on, somebody, talk to me. You're going to speak to the storm like Jesus spoke to the storm. And let me tell you something. The storm didn't say, well, those are just words. Come on. The, the fig tree didn't say, well, those are just words. His words had power and His words were effective. You say, well, that was Jesus. I'm telling you that that was Jesus as a man who had the same Spirit of God on the inside of Him that you have on the inside of you right now. And they asked Jesus, watch this, you want some more proof? They even asked Jesus. They said, how did you do that to the fig tree? He said, I assure you. That if you have faith, where? It's not up here. Where is it? He said, you can say to this mountain. Was well, it just saying? No. You can say with faith-filled words. Because he said, you say and you don't doubt in your heart. Be uprooted, be cast into the sea, and it will obey you. Just as the fig tree obeyed me. Are y'all hearing me? So then he says... You can say what you believe, and it will come to pass. 
Somebody say, if I say what I believe, come on, say with me, if I say what I believe, it will come to pass. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. I'm telling you right now, if you say what you believe, now if you just say something just to say something, it will not come to pass. But I'm telling you right now that if you're saying what is out of the abundance of your heart, it will come to pass. Now watch now. Everybody still watching? This is also, now let's flip this. Let's flip this. Because he made, it, he made it clear. He said this could be good or this could be what? Evil. So watch this. On the flip side, if all I'm talking about is how bad I feel, right? And all I'm talking about is how nothing works out. And all I'm talking about is how troubles never go away. You see what's happening? It's the same thing. And watch this. The faith-filled words you should have had to create fruit for God, you're going to have faith-filled words that are going to create things that you don't want in your life. Are y'all hearing me? See, you got to understand that faith works whether good or bad. Faith works. How do I know that? I kind of picked up that people was like, no, nah, I don't believe that. Well, how do I know that? Because the Bible says that even the demons are devils believe and tremble. So does that mean that they have faith also? <clears throat> so watch this. I cannot put into me doubt and unbelief and create fruit of health or peace or joy or victory in my life. I can't do it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's why you may be going around saying, I'm doing this speaking stuff and it's not working. Well, what is in abundance? What is in excessiveness in your life? What is too much? Because let me tell you what the ratio usually is. <clears throat> Are y'all ready? I need another bottle of water. Who's got another bottle? Hand me that bottle right here. Okay. I'm going to need a bottle of water somebody after church. Okay. In case y'all All right, but listen. <clears throat> Watch this. Here's what most people do. That believing stuff, or that, that speaking and believing stuff don't work. All right, so they use about this much of Scripture they've declared. Y'all see how little that is? Y'all see that? Not a lot left in there, right? All right, they do this. Now, pretend that there's not a, all kinds of water in here. We'll kind of empty this out a little bit. All right, so they take a Scripture here or there. They take one little praise here or there, and they put it in there. But the rest of that water has been doubt and unbelief. Come on. And then they wonder why that their words are not producing the things of God in their life. 
Does everybody understand why that that's not happening? Why? Because you're getting a little bit of the things of God sown into your heart, but you're sowing in abundance the things of the world. Come on. What so-and-so says, what, our, what the latest magazine says, the latest study says, whatever you want to call it, you sow that in abundance. So guess what has to come out? Not the things of God. What's going to come out? The things that have been in abundance. It's, it's real simple, isn't it? So, what do I have to learn to do? I have to learn to put the Word of God or the things of God in abundance in my life. Why? Because, therefore, when I do that, doubt and unbelief is not going to come out of my mouth. Our speech, a language of death, now we're talking about language now, language of death is not going to come out of my mouth. Why? Because all I've been putting in my cup is life. I've been putting life in my cup. Life over and over, every single day, meditating on life. So guess what has to come out? Life. What did Jesus say? He said, I only say what my Father says. The things that I speak to you, he said, I've heard my father say it, so therefore I've spoke them. What was he doing? So he had put the words of the father in abundance in his heart. And what was that doing? That was causing him to speak what? Life. He, what did he say? He said, my words are spirit and they are what? Life. They are life. Is everybody getting this today? Okay. So, is there anybody that thinks that they're exempt from this? That thinks that you can fill yourself with junk all the time, doubt and unbelief, and go around and speak to fig trees and speak to your body and speak to your finances and expect them to turn around? Nobody? Okay. So, we're all on the same page, right? That we have to feel ourselves in abundance, too much, overflowing, excessive, the things of God, for us to speak words and they come to pass. Amen. We're getting somewhere. Now go back to Luke 6.45 again. Now what's he talk about right here? He talks about good or evil what? Treasure. Say that with me. Treasure. Now that word treasure in the Greek means, and I want you to picture this, picture a room that's full of stuff in abundance, ready to be to go in and take what's needed at any time. So, so picture this. So Jesus says, whatever you've been sowing into you, your heart, you've been putting into your heart, if you've been putting evil things, you have a storage of evil things that you can tap into at any time and produce in your life. And how do you do that? By speaking them. How many knows negative people? You know why they're negative? Because they filled their cup up with negative things. This isn't right. This isn't how it should be. This is this. This is that. I mean, they just constantly fill their cup. So what are they doing? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speaks. They've got to do it. They, they can't help themselves. 
I don't know why they've got to talk so negative all the time. They can't help themselves. Why? Because they filled themselves with so much negativity, they have to release it. Okay, but watch this. So I want you to picture it as they've been going to their storage room or whatever you want to call it, and they've been gathering what they need of that evil negativity and speaking it to create what? Fruit. Come on. So what I want to tell you is, is for those of you that's been speaking, and it may not be coming to pass right away. I want you to listen up to me real quick. Don't you get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Because let me say to you like this. The bigger the thing, usually the longer it takes. But don't let that discourage you. But watch this. What I want to tell you is every word that you're speaking, it is not are all the things that you're doing, the time you're spending in the Word, the time you're spending in prayer, whatever it is, coming to church, it is not in vain. What is happening? You are taking that and you are stockpiling where? Here. You're piling it up. You're piling it up. You're piling it up. So guess what? You can only pile it up for so long until what? And watch this. You can only speak about something for so long. And I'm not talking about just speaking. I'm talking about you've been releasing faith-filled words. You've been standing on what God told you. You can only speak about it for so long until it has to manifest. I mean, it will bust the gates of hell wide open if it has to. My God. See, what what you don't understand is, is that Jesus wasn't just pulling words out of thin air to speak to that fig tree. Are y'all hearing me? I need y'all to get this. Come on. Watch this. He was going to his artillery room, his treasure room. See, he had already been been storing all this up on the inside of him. And he grabbed in what he needed. The what? The good treasure. What I'm trying to tell you is, is you don't get a word today and you speak it one time and everything's hunky-dory. No, no, no. That's not what I'm telling you. I'm trying to tell you is you need to start building up that treasure room. How many has ever heard breakthrough in church all your life? Breakthrough. Come on, everybody. Breakthrough's come. What does that word mean? That means, I want you to picture this, a net that's trying to hold something back, when you hear breakthrough, that means it got to the point, it stockpiled so much that the net could no longer hold it back and it busted. That's what the word breakthrough means. Okay, all these words that you're speaking, somebody say words carry weight. Words carry weight. Get that in your spirit. Words carry weight. So watch this. All these words that you're speaking, you're not just speaking in the thin air. You are stockpiling. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now, I know the enemy has put up a resistance. That's his job. That's his job. His job is is to contest what God spoke over your life. That's his job. That's his job to try to hinder it. But guess what? He can't stop it. Turn to your neighbor and say, he cannot stop it. Now, how can he stop it? He can't stop it 
when you are speaking and lining your mouth up with what God said. When you are filling your heart with abundance, the things that God has spoken unto you, He cannot, he cannot stop it. I'm going to tell you right now. So what happens? It stockpiles and stockpiles and stockpiles until it can't be held back any longer and boom! Somebody say, mm, there it is. Some of y'all don't know that. There it is. When you hear somebody say, there it is, that means what they've been praying about, what they've been believing about, there it is. If I wanted to, I could get a bunch of people in here to raise their hands up and say, there it is. Because I'm looking at a bunch of people that's got prophecies that's already come to pass. Somebody talk to me. There it is. God has created the fruit of my lips. Mm. So if you want good treasure, let's break this down so it's so simple a child can understand. If we want good treasure, what do we got to do? Put good things in. Okay? If we want bad stuff to come forth, what do we got to do? Put bad stuff in. Okay? Now, Mark 4, 19. It says, Then the cares and anxieties of the world, the distractions of this age, the pleasures, the delights, the false glamour, the deceitfulness of riches, and the craving and the passionate desires of other things creep in. Creep in where? Okay. And choke and suffocate what? That good treasure, and it becomes what? My God. So the whole time God gave you a word, what did he design it to be? Fruitful. I'm going to say that one more time. Because I think some people think that God speaks just to speak. You better listen up. God don't speak just to speak. If he's saying something about your life, you better listen up. Why? Because he's trying to get some fruit to you. So what does he say now? Okay, so now we've been learning all day about the abundance, whatever's in abundance in your heart. We've been learning about this all day. Okay, so how many knows that Satan knows this also? Of course he does. Okay, so here's what's he, what's he going to do. Okay, I got to make sure that instead of the word being in abundance in them, Instead of what God said being in abundance of them, instead of the things of God being in abundance of them, I'm going to throw all this other stuff. What's he say? I like the Amplified because it really breaks it down. The, the King James says the cares of life, the pleasures of this world. It doesn't really dawn on you. But when it says, when it talks about distractions, I was going to pray, but this came up. See, that hits more home, don't it? I was going to come to church today, but... Or I was going to get in the Word, but I just don't have time. All this other stuff. See, what you don't realize is, is that you're filling yourself with something. I don't care who you are, and I don't care what it is. You're filling yourself with something. So the enemy is trying to make sure... That, every, that what is in abundance in you is nothing but junk so that it can what? That little bit. You remember I showed you that little bit of word that you put in you? 
it'll just completely crush it. And that, watch this. And so therefore, you don't produce anything. So then you'll be one of those people that says, I spoke and nothing happened. I believe God, I exercised my faith and nothing ever happened, nothing ever came to pass. You'll be one of those people. When the fact was, watch this, when the fact was is that you let God or you let the devil distract you with all these other things so that he could choke the life out of the word that was in you. Because the law is, somebody say the law, the law is whatever's in abundance is going to come out. If healing is in abundance in my heart, it's going to manifest out of me. My body, I promise you, my body's got to get in line. If, if watch it, if, if the things of God, if faith is in abundance in me, you're not going to be hearing me talk about words of doubt. You're not going to hear it. Because it's a law. And say it one more time so you got it. It's a law. When something's a law, that means it has to be. It is a law. Whatever's in abundance, excessive, too much, overflowing in my life or in my heart is going to overflow out by the words that I speak. Why is it by the words that I speak? Because God has set it up. I'm going to create how? By the words of your mouth. Somebody say amen. Proverbs 4, 23 and 24. Somebody come on up and play. Proverbs 4, 23 and 24. So now it's no wonder, watch this, it's no wonder that Solomon says this right here. Keep thy heart, he didn't say keep your mind, he said keep your heart with what? All diligence. In other words, when he says keep it, now, we learned either last week or week before when he says, they that keep my word are blessed, that word keep was meant to what? On guard. So guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The Hebrew, watch this. The Hebrew reads, for out of it flow the issues of life. So watch this. Simply put, even... Years and years before Jesus ever said it, Solomon said, make sure you're putting the right thing in your heart. Because he said, out of it, whatever's in abundance is what? Overflowing. He said, out of it are going to flow the issues of life. Now that word issue doesn't just mean problems. It talks about Whatever's in your heart, whatever has to pertain to life. Does health pertain to life? Yeah, you got to have it, don't you? You got to have money? Yeah, you got to have money, don't you? You got to have peace and joy? Yeah, that's a part of life. He said those things are going to flow out of your heart. Next verse. Look at this right here. How does he teach you how to guard it? Watch this. Put away from thee what? A forward mouth and perverse lips... Put far from you. Now, now watch this. Don't get confused now. Because we've been talking about from the inside out. But how do you put inside? See, the scattered seed, Jesus said, the heart is the soil, right? 
And he said, the sower sowed the word. Now, how do you sow words? You have to speak them, right? Somebody's got to speak them, right? So what did he say? He said, don't let just anybody speak into you. I'm going to tell you right now, there are some people I don't let speak into my life. Y'all better hear me. But more than that, watch this. He didn't say, just watch who's speaking in your life. He also said, you watch what you're saying. Because watch this. You always pay attention to what you're saying. And sometimes I get in trouble. I mean, knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes I get in trouble. Because I'll be hearing somebody say something, and I might be going, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. But I didn't even hear a word they said. Now, sometimes I get in trouble with Karen on that. Now, Greg's back there like, yeah, come on. I know what you're talking about. Sometimes I get in trouble with that. But watch this. It doesn't matter what I'm speaking. I'm paying attention to it. You, you understand what I'm saying? So first and foremost, watch what you say. Keep yourself from perverse lips. But number two, don't hang around with people that's doing nothing but speaking trash and filth. Come on. How many learned something today? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Prophetic Faith, the podcast edition. For partnering information or for prayer requests, you can go to our website at www.accelerantfaith.org or you may email us at accelerantfaith@yahoo.com. And just remember, one word from God can change anything.